and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz, and today we continue our Fantasy Files series with a look at Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the San Francisco 49ers quarterback room. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and as always, we'll get right into it. If you've been living under a rock, there's been a lot of drama going on in the San Fran QB room this offseason. We were all hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, amok, however the hell the quote goes. Mac Jones, the favorite to be drafted number three, was not the case. It turns out Kyle Shanahan did not send three first-round picks, you know, to trade up for, you know, the dude with the flabby dad body smoking the national championship cigar. Not trying to hate on Mac Jones. Maybe he'll be great. It just never made sense to make that big of a leap for someone that, you know, we— it, we, we see we know the type there is you know a kind of a ceiling on Mac Jones uh, and that I think is just more cap compared to what we could get from fellow dual threat players either way points moot Trey Lance member of the San Francisco 49ers and I'll tell you what if you guys haven't seen any of his highlights I know at North Dakota State not the highest level competition but just what this guy can do as a rusher and thrower I mean you really talk about you know Russell Wilson wants to call himself Mr. Unlimited Trey Lance forces defense to cover every single square inch of that field and he might just be able to do it you know in a less reckless manner than you know a rookie year josh allen or a rookie year um uh, Drew Locke or something like that because he is in a great offense and he has Kyle freaking Shanahan by his side. So we'll start things off a little bit just more on Lance as a prospect. Uh, PFF, specifically Mike Renner, PFF Mike, college football lead analyst, great guy, say the following about Lance in our 2021 NFL Draft Guide. In an utterly loaded class, Lance may have more pure physical talent than all of these QBs. However, quarterback is still a performance position, and that's where Lance will be a difficult evaluation. Operating a run-heavy offense against FCS competition is a massive difference from operating a pass-happy system against an NFL defense. But even with some accuracy issues, Lance still has a high floor because of his rushing ability. He is a battering ram with the ball in his hands and will be a weapon in the red zone short yardage situations. Combine that with an arm capable of slinging at 70-plus yards downfield in a flick, and it's scary to think what he could become. All upside, all tools, people. I'm not saying Lance can't sit in the pocket, go through a read or two and make the throw. Just realize, as Mike was stating in that eval, a lot of him just, you know, being the best athlete on the field, looking like the guy that was has been picked first on the playground, you know, since he was five years old. But the big thing in fantasy land, and we preach this, you know, freaking every episode, it seems like dual threat players are what we're looking for. Quarterbacks that run, running backs that catch, even the occasional Robert Woods-esque receiver that gets some rush attempts. So Lance only had the one game in 2020, 15 carries for 143 yards on the ground with a pair of score. He racked up at least 40 yards and or a score in all but one of his 19 games over the past three seasons. And I'll tell you what, people, he did so in style. I mean, the dude isn't, you know, Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray in terms of straight line speed, but he is shifty. I see, you know, some Jalen Hurts and his ability. I think he's a nice mix kind of of, he's, I would kind of comp him more to Jalen Hurts as a runner. Like, he's not small. He can put his head down gain extra yardage he's also freaking nimble out there I and mean, we're seeing him juke out legit defensive backs and I know legit defensive backs are at the highest level of competition, but again, when we're seeing, you know, not just not just us having to make this eval, but Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers, feeling comfortable enough to make that eval, that's when we can feel better. Anyway, average of 73 yards per game over his final two seasons reflects the reality that we're looking at a likely fantasy QB1 the second he gets the job. It's just so huge to have this rushing upside, people, and we've talked about this a little bit more specifically on the Jalen Hurts uh, version of this uh, fancy files movement but you know just historically when we see quarterbacks get this sort of rushing workload they don't bust it's just too high of a floor for them i got some numbers to uh put that you know more into 
a clear view. But yeah, people, overall, we have had 22 instances of a QB totaling at least 100 rush attempts uh, in a season since 2010. 15 of them, 68%, finished as a top eight fantasy QB. And honestly, like the exceptions to the rule were all guys that typically, you know, were at the top of the list in points per game situations. We had 2018 Lamar Jackson, 2011 Tim Tebow, 2015 Tyrod Taylor, 2014 Cam Newton, 2018 Cam Newton, 2014 Colin Kaepernick, 2020 Cam Newton. Really, only Kaepernick in 2014 and Cam in 2020 weren't able to be, you know, a QB1 or at least borderline QB1 on a points per game basis, even with those rush attempts and with Trey Lance and those weapons he has and stuff like that. I just don't think it will quite be the same issue that those guys uh, had to go under. So, again, the question, we're confident that Lance, once he is on the field, is going to be someone ranked inside of our top 12 signal callers. We need to figure out when that will be occurring because Jimmy Garoppolo, not your typical incumbent starting QB for a team selecting uh, the number three overall pick. Credit to Jimmy G. He gets a lot of crap, you know, on fantasy Twitter, and he's never been this, you know, amazing fantasy quarterback but the guy he's, he's a winner you know he's just a winner and whether or not that's all due to him or not he is 24 and 9 as a starter in San Fran including the playoffs and you look at some of the overall statistics and you might you know mistakenly call Jimmy G one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL PFF passing grade 16th among 80 qualified quarterbacks since 2017 quarterback rating 11th yards per attempt he's second uh, here's where the thing goes south though big time throw rate tied for 70th average target depth tied for 74th Nobody has averaged more yards per attempt on passes thrown behind the line of scrimmage than Jimmy G over the past three years. We see this, people. Like, his one good game last year against the Rams basically consisted of six-inch passes to Debo Samuel, who would then, you know, make something out of nothing on the outside. Life is pretty good when you got George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk to dump the ball to. We're getting my guy Jalen Hurd back in action this year. Maybe Trey Sermon's doing his thing. And it's all schemed up to perfection with Shanny. So, not don't want to completely take stuff away from Jimmy. He also averages, he's tied for first in yards per attempt on throws at least 20 yards downfield during the stretch. But again, Again, he's not doing that consistently. And, you know, we can talk about the one miss he had against uh, the Chiefs at the end of the game. Maybe that would have changed uh, his future, you know, trajectory. I just think that, you know, overall, the 49ers seem very clear minded about the reality that Jimmy G has a ceiling on him in this offense and we've probably already seen that and honestly just the fact that he hasn't been able to stay healthy 2018 torn ACL multiple ankle injuries in 2020 like they used the number three overall pick on Trey Lance for a reason, people. They did not want to go back to the Jimmy G pocket system quarterback path. That's why I didn't select Mac Jones. So the question is, when is it going to happen? I understand Kyle Shanahan told us, you know, yesterday, basically, I'm recording this on, uh, you know, July 28th, a Wednesday. Kyle Shanahan told us there's no competition. Uh, Jimmy G's a starter. He'll be getting the starter reps. He did say that before Trey Lance even signed a contract. So now that Lance has signed, uh, we'll see if Shanny changes his tune. But, I mean, let's listen to what offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel was saying during OTAs. And this is his direct quote. You try not to get too far ahead of yourself. Of course, it tempts your mind a little bit, but really, you have to get back to the basics. And with a guy like Trey, you're just teaching him the offense and coaching him on fundamentals and seeing where he can get, preparing him to compete in training camp. Of course they're going to compete. 
Really? You think Shanahan's going to pull Matt Nagy and not even let the guy compete for the job? Come on, people. I know Garoppolo's getting the starters reps in early practices. What happens when Lance starts showing he's the better option from Jump Street? So we'll see. I would say, unfortunately, you know, unlike the Bears, who I think have maybe an easier schedule to just naturally progress uh, Justin Fields and getting into the game. I mean, his isn't completely clear either, but for the 49ers, I think the earliest we could see if he is set on letting Jimmy G be the quarterback to at least start the year, earliest might be week six because it's a pretty easy schedule for him to get going. Lions in week one, Eagles in week two, Packers week three, Seahawks week four, Cardinals in week five. Again, they have the week six bye. So I think our best case scenario would be obviously 49ers will be favored over the Lions and Eagles. If the Packers, Seahawks, and Cardinals can send the 49ers into their bye at two and three, not a guarantee, but I mean, those teams can obviously put up points each in their own right. Then we can see Lance get the job in week seven and beyond. If he can't get the job by the bye, I think these matchups in week seven through week nine, or excuse me, week 10 could get it done Colts Bears Cardinals and Rams between then and we just need to live you know through this because at the end of the year people that's where we're going to get the bang for our buck I mean you look at the post stretch after that again after the bye it's Colts Bears uh, Cardinals and Rams that's rough after that, though, people, starting on November 21st, Jaguars, Vikings, Seahawks, Bengals, Falcons, Titans, and Texans. I love it. I don't like it. I love it. And we got the Rams in Week 18. Good. Miss me with that. We will fade you in DFS then, bro. But, you know, this second-half schedule stretch is just borderline erotic. And I think when you consider the reality... And I've been screaming this on podcasts. I hope you've, I hope you've heard me say it once. I'm going to say it about 20 more times if you haven't. Draft Trey Lance and draft Kirk Cousins, and you have the best mix of both worlds. Because as great as Lance's second-half schedule is, Cousins is like that in tenfold for the first half of the year. The Vikings start the year in their first seven weeks. Bengals, Cardinals, Seahawks, Browns, Lions, Panthers, Cowboys. Ideally, people, we get a top 10 stretch from Kirk Cousins to start the year. Trey Lance gets the job, and we get a top 10 stretch from him to end the year, and we can get both guys outside the top 12 QB range to begin with. So ultimately takes me to my Trey Lance ranking. I have been moving him up throughout the offseason. He now rests as my QB 15. I'm still taking guys that I think have year-long QB 1 upside ahead of him. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, even Baker Mayfield. That's a tough one for me, but I will go Baker just ahead of Trey Lance. Uh, I'm taking Lance over basically everyone else there. Over the rookies, again, I just think that, you know, when you look at Lance, who Mike Renner comped him to Taysom Hill with actual arm talent, he just could be the most fantasy-friendly quarterback. And I won't disagree with anyone that wants to put him number three behind Fields and Lawrence in terms of real life. And it's close in fantasy as well. I mean, I'm not trying to say he's just a tier above these guys by any stretch. I just think it's so hard to find quarterbacks these days that have the potential for, you know, 20-plus rush attempts, uh, or not 20-plus, but, you know, 10-plus rush attempts per week. And uh, that seems to firmly be within Lance's potential range of outcomes. So Trey Lance... I think after most people probably already signed their QB1 in fantasy drafts, draft Trey Lance, wait a bit longer, get Kirk Cousins. If Cousins is gone, you can get Ryan Fitzpatrick even later. And I think, uh, you know, continue to get borderline QB1 upside more weeks than not. Jimmy G, I just don't think it's someone you need to, you know, even think about drafting in fantasy land. Even at his best, he's been, you know, really a game script dependent quarterback. I mean, hell, what do you throw, 34 passes and like two playoff wins in the year 2020? Like, come on, people. All the signs are telling us the 49ers have, you know, really been playing in spite of Jimmy G's performance. Now they got a guy that could open up this entire offense. And it's a situation where I think it's uh, important to remember 
Like we're trying to win a fantasy tournament here. We're not trying to win a most accurate projection uh, tournament. And that's why, you know, we always need to look at fantasy projections and at fantasy rankings in different lights. If you're trying to take down the fantasy pros ranking competition, you should absolutely have Trevor Lawrence ahead of Trey Lance because Lawrence is going to start 17 games. He's going to score more fantasy points than Trey Lance. Now, who's going to score more points per game? I would bet Lance. That's why I want Lance. And I think that where they're going and he's cheap enough already, like if we had to use use a top five round pick to get Lance and he wasn't going to start like that's a very steep price but using a double digit round pick and you're going to have to get another quarterback who's also a double digit round pick now you're almost using your two double digit round picks to get someone that combined would be a top five top six round guy so again just try to keep that in mind you know with these rankings we're trying to win fantasy leagues not trying to you know get these median projections right and you know beat a bunch of other analysts so we can you know say we're uh, six one year and then when the ranking goes south never mention it again again so i don't know people you know i know i hate on these ranking tournaments a lot but i remember in high school you know applying for colleges and jobs and so many of the places were just like hey what's your act what's your sat and base your entire judgment on that and just willingly signing up to not get paid to submit these rankings so someone can tell you like how good you are over a 17 game sample and something that i don't even think necessarily helps people win their tournaments yeah i'm out i'm out on that idea but Big takeaway, Trey Lance, fantasy-friendly quarterback, and he does fit the mold of what we've seen from past uh, rookie QB ones. We've only had seven of them since 2010. Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, RG3, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, and Kylo Murray. Most recently, Justin Herbert. And Herbert was the only one that didn't start in week one and uh, didn't offer uh, you know, at least 25 rushing yards per game in college. As we said, Lance was over 70 rushing yards per game in college. And even though he doesn't have that same week one starting possibility, we've also seen guys like Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Deshaun Watson supply very high-end points per game production once they did get on the field as a rookie. So truly people, most, you know, people have asked. Ian, you know, you can use some mock drafts or underdog streams. And yeah, we'll get to all that, believe me. But in my own drafts, the ones I've been doing, my favorite QB strategy so far has been getting Trey Lance after most people have already gotten their QB1. And again, you can get this guy. If you're not doing underdog, where his ADP is really getting out of control, usually get this guy, you know, in the double-digit rounds and then tying it back with Kirk Cousins or Ryan Fitzpatrick, I just think sets your team up great in the first and second half of the season. So draft Trey Lance, draft Kirk Cousins, and I think you'll be set at quarterback in the year 2021 what a time to be alive and what a time to give a shout out to some ads before we get on out of here and i'd be remiss if we didn't quickly give a shout to our friends over at fantrax fantrax nfl fantasy football league manager is the most customizable easy to use and feature rich platform in the entire industry and pff is gearing up to play our league on fantrax this season one of the coolest uh, features they have is you get bonus points for touchdowns of different yardage i mean how about that can we all agree that a one-yard touchdown plunge isn't as difficult as a 50-yard catch? Yeah, I think we can. Why are we treating them the same? You don't have to have fan tracks. Whatever league you're in, you can customize it exactly the way you want. If you're coming from another site, that's no problem. Fantrax can import any of your current leagues. Sign up and play now at Fantrax.com slash PFF and get this, people. Get a chance to win an autographed jersey from Josh Allen, a.k.a. QB1 Visor God. That's Fantrax.com slash PFF, the home of fantasy sports. Go get you that autographed Josh Allen jersey. Also, on the quick note, give a shout-out to our friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0 over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their exclusive with this exclusive offer for you 20% off 
20% off, people. That's legit. Free worldwide shipping with the code PFF at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PFF at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code PFF. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Thank you as always for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. New episodes every single day throughout the summer. Really hope you guys will enjoy a 10 question series I got coming out. Should also be out uh, today when you're listening to this on Thursday with uh, Rich Rebar over from Sharp Football. Love Rich. And we go through some key quarterback questions actually gearing up for that podcast next. So thank you again for tuning in. And until next time, take care, everybody.